Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Kryptonite. Raymond, we just we discovered something this weekend. We discovered that Superman's Kryptonite is the San Francisco 49ers, baby. What a game it was. I mean, we're going to get into it. I don't want to I don't want to get too much into it. All I'm going to say is it was a it was a there was some crazy twists and turns. We all know what happened. And uh, quite a showing for the San Francisco 49ers. But Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where they can find us outside of this wonderful podcast? Well, you can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast and on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that podcasts are syndicated. We are located and on YouTube, be sure to hit the little notification bell. That way you get notified on all of our episodes when they go live. And be sure to leave a comment, too, because it actually feeds the algorithm and helps us uh, elevate in the search queue. And we would love your support if you listen to the show to chime in and help us uh, get the show noticed because there's a lot of 49er fans out there that uh, are yearning for high-quality, good, pure San Francisco native 49er fandom which can only be found here on the Goldcast. Absolutely. It doesn't get more real than two boys from the Mission District. All right. Raymond, huge game, huge implications. Uh, I we During our preview episode last week, I was, we, we had it, we had it, we both believed the Niners were going to win, but we didn't realize they were going to win like that. So we're going to unpack it. We're going to talk about it. But first, the greatest Goldcast intro in the game. Your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist is here. He's in the building. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom! Boom, 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 boom. This is this is me and the 49ers. Boom, 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 Cracking that whip. Cam Newton. So And then you and then you over here. And don't forget Bill Belichick. And don't forget Cam Newton. You sit down. Bill Belichick. Julian Edelman. Yeah. Raymond, this was quite the game. I'm not even in our greatest fantasies last week during the preview episode did we predict a game like this. What a stomping! I mean, let's just listen. If you if you're living under a rock, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But most of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Final score: thirty-three to six. I believe the technical term for that is called a royal ass whooping. It's not just an ass whooping; it's called a a royal ass whooping. It's a royal. That's a, that's a scientific term. The layman term uh, is just called uh, getting your ass beat. Getting your ass beat. Uh, there was a lot heading into this game. This was the final return of Jimmy G back to Gillette Stadium. Famously traded to us in 2017, and uh, in my opinion, he has been... On Halloween, on Halloween Day, too. 
I told you, Louis B., our L.A. co-host, who will be on the show later in the week, he literally wants to come on because he was so blown away by what we did these past two weeks. He's asked to come on. Uh, we have several guests coming on this week. It's going to be a fun one. But he, Jimmy G., Louis B. and I are sitting there, Halloween boat party, the famous San Francisco Halloween boat party, one we've been going, I've been going to for over 10 years with all the fam. And uh, we were there. We are getting ready for the boat party. And morning that morning i believe it's the night the day, the day before we see the the headline that jimmy g has been traded to the 49ers and i mentioned this on the last episode too and all i wanted for him was to be as billed as advertised and i believe he has you know he he needs he still needs work you know not everybody is a joe montana a patrick mahomes steve young developed into the quarterback he was he wasn't he had lots of flashes of brilliance he was really good but he didn't start that way. It took work and years of practice, and Jimmy G is going along just fine. He just needs to stay healthy, and the line needs to keep him upright. Anyways, I digress. Jimmy G returning to New England. We were hoping this game would be against Tom Brady. Unfortunately, he snuck away to Tampa right before this game because he knew this was going to be the score. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because <laughs> a couple years ago, they won, but that was when we were shit you know two years ago the last time before that was that barn burner with harbaugh and uh that game was awesome we we beat him then too so anytime you can defeat the patriots is a good time this game uh quickly the first quarter you know where it's uh we we put seven on the board we're controlling dominating the clock and then in the second quarter is when we really turned it on we end up with 16 more points at to the Patriots three, the Patriots haven't scored in the fourth quarter, I think all year. It's like the longest streak they've ever had, or it's like a three game streak. They've also lost three in a row. This is also the second worst loss of Bill Belichick's career. Just, just throwing that out there. That happened this weekend too. Uh, third quarter, we come out, New England puts three more on the board. That would be the last time they ever score. We, take uh we add seven more finish with three final score 33 to six cam newton is benched is benched towards the end of the third quarter beginning of the fourth right around there which to me was probably more shocking than anything was that cam was benched but cam wasn't playing i mean let me put it this way the defense sit your ass down and take that ridiculous cape off <laughs> and that big ass hat too. <laughs> oh man, uh, Jeff Garcia ripped him a new one. Uh, really? You should hear it for I, that. For just because it's like you're you're losing, and it's like take off the peacock outfit. Like you know, be a be just a be just a humble pro, and just accept responsibility for your actions, and stop drawing attention to yourself when it's unnecessary. Um, and I think Cam reciprocated. Cam's response was that uh, Jeff Garcia was right. Like I shouldn't be. Like I, if, if correct me, I you know uh, YouTube uh, commenters correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Cam Newton reciprocated what Jeff Garcia said, saying that Jeff Garcia was right and that he shouldn't look you know like a freaking <laughs> like a like a pimp uh, <laughs> in the post game press conference, especially after getting a, a beat down. Well, if you go to Instagram. At the Goldcast right now, you'll see the highlights, our three favorite highlights from the game, and uh, we will be showing them here at the end of this episode, our three favorite highlights, and 
I'll tell you what, the hat he was wearing during the game was was pretty big too. We'll show you at the end. You'll know what we're talking about. And if you haven't seen it, go to Instagram at the Goldcast, and you will see uh, our favorite highlights from this week's game. Raymond, the defense played incredible. Uh, I was talking with our unofficial fourth member of the Goldcast, Rudy Solis Jr., our father, and we both echoed the same sentiments that these last two weeks, Robert Salah has really shown his development as a defensive coordinator. He is starting to look like shades of Kyle Shanahan. He is starting to to get understand that like you can't just have superstars all the time. And when you don't have your superstars, you got to get creative as a coach and you got to figure out how to utilize every weapon you have to take away the offense's weapons. And I feel like Robert Salah is finally starting to enter that zone. He is starting to become the defensive coordinating version of Kyle Shannon. He's not quite there yet. Kyle Shannon's the best play caller in the game. You know, he's not he's not a Vic Fangio. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying we're finally starting to see that, you know, his development as a defensive coordinator, I think this is some of the best work he's ever done is the last two weeks. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, same thing again. Lots, I mean, just incredible, incredible coaching performance. Jimmy G stepping up. I mean, the, the you know, the, 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 the first interception was that's ah, whatever it was the end of the game they kind of just a lot it was a over it was a well the first one was an overthrow and he had pressure in his face and so you know it was credit to the defense of the New England Patriots for generating that turnover the second one was just like whatever we're gonna take a shot down the field zero by the time the ball gets there uh, that the, the first half is gonna expire so whatever comes out of the play is inconsequential so it was kind of an inconsequential pick you know it it'll pad the stats against jimmy but i don't necessarily count it in the same way that the statistics will reflect yeah absolutely and you know it, it, there's just so many there's so many highlights but i've talked enough i want to pass the mic to you i want tell me what you saw what did you think about this game um you know it, I, I i my original prediction was 27 24 in favor of the patriots your prediction was 27 21 we were both wrong it was 33 6 yeah we got we got the victory right we got the score we are samsonite i was way off um <laughs> reference of dumb and dumber for those of you that don't know what the hell i'm talking about everybody under 30 yes yeah, exactly. everyone under 30 is like what i saw dumb and dumber i saw that one um, but, uh, you know, the, the big, one of the big stats that stood out to me was again, third down conversion, cause third down conversion is what keeps you on the field. Uh, especially when your drive gets challenged by the defense or when you have a mishap, like a drop or an incomplete pass, or you get stuffed in the run or something like that. But third down was no problem for the Niners. They had nine opportunities to convert a third down. They converted five of those. That's 56% on the day. Conversely, New England converted one of six for 17%. The defense just really stuffed any. First of all, Cam doesn't have the New England offense doesn't have a lot of weapons to begin with. First of all, they don't use any tight ends in their passing game whatsoever. Haven't done that at all this season. And I'm not sure why they weren't doing much of that the year before anyways, but they really abandoned it this season. So again, that's when we were talking about the matchup, you know, uh, the, the week before, you know, what wasn't something that I really was expecting a whole lot of, 
wrinkles out of. Even though Bill Belichick is capable of putting new wrinkles into a game plan in order to, you know, expose the weakness of an opponent, I just don't think that there was much there. Especially with Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner on the field, you weren't going to get a whole lot of opportunities in the middle and we saw that this week I mean Julian Edelman has had a bum knee most of the year he's been kind of a shell of himself you know he threw his helmet you know angrily to the turf when he went off the sideline off of I think Cam's third pick I believe it was Um, I could be mistaken but either way he he certainly was frustrated and everything down the middle was just like not happening at least not in Fred Warner territory Fred Warner by the way in my opinion this season is playing on par with a Navarro Bowman or a Patrick Willis. He's just playing that good. He's good in the run. He's good in the pass. He can pass rush. He's he's doing it all. And if it weren't for him, this defense would be in a lot of trouble. Because remember, he's the one making calls on the field. He is essentially the quarterback of the defense. And thank God for his health. His health has been excellent ever since he got drafted. And Dre Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw to me is playing like Fred Warner maybe two years ago. So Dre Greenlaw is not too far behind. Dre Greenlaw has shown flashes at times. Remember last year in Seattle in overtime, he had the big pick that we thought was really going to sway the fortunes of that game. We just couldn't get any conversions going in the offense once we had the ball. But Dre Greenlaw had that really amazing pick off of uh, Russell Wilson late in that uh, overtime game. It didn't amount to much, but again, just a flash of him. And then he also had the stop two last season. So he had some really two big moments uh, last year and both both of them against Seattle uh, coincidentally but again I think this year he's also been playing well in Quan Alexander's stead I mean he's also the third linebacker in that group too most of the time but sometimes he rotates out but uh, at the same time I think he's kind of he's playing He's playing as good as Fred Warner about two seasons ago, and we'll have Johnny Dell on to kind of give us some more insight on what he's seen on the defensive side of things. But that's just kind of what I'm seeing just from the eye test from what the way he's playing. Fred Warner's been pretty solid, uh, but he gets better and better each year. And this year, I believe, he's already has two picks. Um, he's, he's Pro Bowl bound um, pretty much, I believe, at this point. And uh, and then the running game, 197 yards on the ground. That was the other big stat that stood out to me. We we know we had 270 yards in the air, but really the passing game was kind of really an afterthought because we just kept gashing them on the ground. If it wasn't uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., it was Jamichael Hasty who looked great. Kyle Juszczyk was more involved in the offense in this game. He had that beautiful diving catch. Really underrated as a receiver. I know that Kyle just really likes to use him because he's so valuable in the running game, creating the holes for all of our running backs. But you throw him in the mix in the passing and the run because uh, he also uh, Kyle Juszczyk had the first touchdown of the game. Uh, in that draw play. So Kyle can, Kyle's dynamic. We've seen him do some amazing things. You know, he caught that ball and threw Minka Fitzpatrick like a rag doll with one forearm. It was like a pro wrestling hip toss he did to him against Pittsburgh last year. Kyle Juszczyk is amazing uh, as an offensive weapon, you know, so don't underestimate his, his, his ability to get out in open space and make plays with the ball in his hands because he's, he's just as good at doing that as he is blocking. Um, he just doesn't get utilized a lot. Debo Samuel, um, great game. Injured once again. So we'll be missing him for a couple weeks. Uh, love Debo Samuel. Can't stand his health, his inability to stay healthy. I just don't get it. Um, but uh, to me, that was the telltale of the tape. It was the defense 
really kind of stuffing any opportunity that the Patriots had to create momentum. And of course, on offense, it was the running game that just steamrolled this New England's front, which is actually pretty stout against the run, but for some reason had no answer. Well, I shouldn't say for, for no reason, for a very specific reason. Kyle Shanahan just mixes up the looks to the point where New England just didn't know what was coming, where it was coming from, and who it was coming from. They were just completely mixed up. I don't even think Bill Belichick knew, for real. Yeah, they were completely thrown off the entire game. Kyle Shanahan had a genius, another genius game call from Kyle Shanahan. Just New England defense was just like on their heels the whole time. What? Who has the ball? Where are they coming from? That This guy's uh, motioning in this way, but then it goes to that guy. They just, you know, they just couldn't. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up. So so credit to the Niners there. Defensively and offensively, it was just a completely balanced domination against this New England's uh, this New England team that has a whole lot of problems now. I know you said they were kind of more in a reboot. In my opinion, they are now rebuilding. I think you're right. I think it's become apparent that uh, they probably are going to have to rebuild uh, this team. I'm not even sure if the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. And guess what, Ray? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the uh, you have to go to the town cast to get more information on. Yeah, on... you're gonna have to go to the we're Patriots fans and no, we don't think it's weird that we call the Astros cheaters podcast. You're gonna have to go there. In fact, we have the logo, Raymond. I have that logo. I'm gonna show you the logo right now. There's the logo right there. That's the uh, the the logo for that podcast. You're gonna have to go over there if you want any information on uh, more Patriots stuff. But Raymond. Uh, Brandon Ayuk really coming on strong. I yeah. started him in my fantasy league, and nice. boy was I happy about that one. In my, uh, in me and Louis. Yes, first game over a hundred yards in his NFL career. Jeff Wilson Jr. going down after a monster game, another heartbreak. But then Hasty just comes right up and really just steps right in. Uh, nine carries for fifty-seven yards. I, I thought, a, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And he had a reception for 16 yards and just a really strong showing. And we're going to need it because he's pretty much probably going to be the featured back. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, curiously enough, one negative yard for the game. And afterwards, you know, we were all concerned. Everyone was talking. You actually talking to fantasy. We were talking about this post. You had him on starting and he didn't do anything. And I knew a couple of people, a couple of people reached out to me going, where is McKinnon? I have him on the out playing today. And, of course, uh, in the post-game press conference, Kyle Shanahan says, well, I was just giving him some rest. And so that kind of shows you the confidence he has in our depth and what he's playing with. But, uh, you know, we'll get, it, but we'll get more into this later on in the week uh, during our, our preview episode for the Seahawks. But I expect Jerick McKinnon is probably going to get the, the, the big call-up right now. Him and Hasty have to run it. But I was pretty impressed with Hasty. What did you think of Hasty? I thought Hasty had more bursts than Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, in my opinion, um, even um, to me, I just thought that uh, he just—he looked. I mean, he looks like he's got like he's got burst, he's got shift, he's got power. Um, you know, he's—he's. Uh, he's, I mean, he's not big. I mean, physically, he's not big, but he just looks like he's. I don't know something about him. He just—he just looks like he's got. He's, there's something there, and you know, he's flashed in every game he's played in so far. And now he's going to get a lot of time playing this next week. We're actually going to see a large dose of him. And he's actually primed to do pretty well, him and McKinnon, because they're going up against the Seattle front that 
gives up, you know, next to Dallas Cowboys, they're one of the worst defenses in the league. They give up a lot of yards on the ground. They give up a lot of yards on the air. So I expect Jamichael Hasty to actually have a pretty good game in tandem with Jarek McKinnon. I mean, it's going to be a one-two punch with these two backs because Jarek McKinnon obviously had some banged up ribs, was showing a little bit of, you know, exhaustion the, the previous two games. Uh, Kyle Shanahan used a lot of him in those games. So I think, you know, of course, as you alluded to, he was resting him up. But, you know, rest him up because now you don't have a choice. You don't have Jess Wilson Jr. coming in there. And we also lost, uh, who, who else did we lose? Someone else went down uh, as well. Richie James, uh, Richie James Jr. went down. Um, so, you know, we're going to, and we don't know if Tevin Coleman's going to come back. He, he, I think he wasn't back today, but he might come back Wednesday. And even if he does come back Wednesday, that will be a limited participant at best. Um, so we'll just have to see once we do our preview episode on Thursday, we'll have to see if he shows up. Um, on, on Thursday as well, if he even shows up on Wednesday. But if not, I mean, to me, I think you have to be banking on McKinnon and Mahasty, uh Hasty taking over the the the, role, the the running back duo here, which is not a bad combination. I'm actually really excited. I'm, I'm kind of hoping Tevin Coleman just needs a little bit of extra time to rest just because even if he is ready to go, I just don't think he's just going to just jump back into the fray and get, you know, half the running snaps. I would imagine he would get sprinkled in sparingly. So either way, I think it's going to be a hasty McKinnon combo. And I'm just really excited to see what hasty can do when given uh, even more opportunities than he was given in this past game, which was more or less in the fourth quarter, but he's kind of the cleanup back right now, but now he's going to probably be, you know, the either the short yardage back or perhaps the first and second down back. Yeah, definitely an impressive showing, and I'm very curious to see how they're going to use him too. I'm curious to see how the whole hasty McKinnon thing is going to look, and we're going to get more into that obviously in our preview episode later in the week. Uh, let's go to our boy Jimmy G. Excellent showing. Once again, Kyle Shanahan playing to his strengths, not really requiring him to do a whole lot on that ankle as he heals up. A lot of short, you know, but even that short yardage passes, little slants to left and right, you know, stuff right behind the line of scrimmage, scrimmage quick, right. classic West Coast offense stuff, you know, just and you the, know, the nice. jet sweep stuff also counts as a pass because it is a forward uh, handoff, so it does show up on the stat sheet in Jimmy's favor. 20 of 25. I mean, yeah, he had the two picks, but the 20 of 25 is still very efficient. Even, I mean, even, I mean, those little handoffs, you know, that's all very, you know, surgically timed in order to sell the play the way that Kyle Shanahan designed it. So, you know, for those of you that, you know, either understand this or don't understand this, you know, don't underestimate, you know, that that little exchange that happens when the play goes off, because that's important too. That could very easily turn into, you know, a, a botched play, which has rarely happened that I've seen uh, under this Kyle Shanahan regime. So, so kudos to Jimmy for getting those plays off, because those are obviously a crucial component to the Kyle Shanahan offense. And we see that that kind of goes back and forth between Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, although we're not going to see Debo Samuel in that fold this coming week. So expect Brandon Ayuk to be getting the lion's share of all of those jet sweep uh, pre-snap motion plays. Yeah, you know, I would say probably the only negative, if there was any negative with the this team in terms of its depth. I just wish we had more depth at wide receiver. I mean, you know, we never, this hasty kid is an undrafted rookie 
and he's out there balling. And I understand that, you know, running backs, it does seem like the entire league has a plethora of running backs that are this talented going all the way down to the fourth string. Um, it doesn't appear to be the case at wide receiver. And uh, I, I do wish we had just a little bit more. You know, again, I mean, if Heard was, if Heard, if Heard wasn't hurt, if uh, Debo wasn't hurt, you'd probably see a lot of these other guys, you know, getting more touches and really kind of, you know, showing right. out uh, like Kendrick Bourne and, Taylor, yeah, Kendrick Bourne you know. had nothing. Had no no targets, no catches whatsoever. He was he was just there. He was just a body in the offense. And again, Trent Taylor didn't even show up on the stat sheet. I know he was doing returns for uh, Richie James when he went out, but um, and well, he was doing um, uh, yeah, he was doing returns. So we're gonna see a little bit more of him in the return game, but really kind of a shell of himself. On third downs, he was such a big third down weapon uh, in his rookie season. But it's just, again, I feel like he's just like not really fully recovered from his injuries the previous two seasons. And unfortunately, he just kind of hasn't really gelled. Uh, his body hasn't caught up yet, um, which is unfortunate. But I believe we will still see a lot of Kendrick Bourne this coming week just because Debo Samuel is not going to be there. And the offense really goes through Ayuk, Samuel, and George Kittle right now. But with Samuel out of the mix, someone has to fill in that third slot to give, you know, keep defenses honest. And I believe that third slot will probably go to Kendrick Bourne because, again, Kyle Juszczyk was involved. Jeff Wilson Jr. was involved. Jeff Wilson Jr. probably not is, is injured, so we won't see him. He's got a high ankle sprain, so he's going to be gone for a couple weeks. And so we're just going to have to see Jarek McKinnon is also going to be involved in the passing game. If he shows up, even if he's not as involved in the running game, you know, if, if some of that goes to Hasty, then at least, at the very least, remember, uh, to me, I think Raheem Mostert has the best burst out of our running back group. But number two kind of looks like Hasty in terms of burst based on what I've seen so far. Whether he can keep it up or not, you know, remains to be seen. But again, the best receiver out of our stable of backs is Jarek McKinnon. So I do expect Kyle Shanahan to throw him into the receiving game, especially with the absence of Debo Samuel. But again, I do think Kendrick Bourne is also going to fill in there too. And I hope, I hope Trent Taylor gets more involved because we can use all the help we can get at this point because guys are keep going down every week. The Niners just cannot catch a break when it comes to health this season. And it's just unfortunate to see, but... Hopefully, hopefully that is influence and enticement for some of the other guys to step up and fill in the way some of these other backups has filled in, uh, especially on the defensive side. We were missing Ward and Tart, and our two safeties came in there and they played solid. They kept it. They kept everything going the way it should have gone if Ward and Tart were playing. So kudos to them for keeping the keeping the defense stout against the team. Even though the team we are playing doesn't have as many weapons as we're going to face this week. They're still a threat, and they're still pros that can get the job done if you give them the opportunity, and thankfully, you know, the backups didn't do that. So kudos to the depth on the defensive side. Let's hope the offensive side kind of picks up the slack because they've been, I mean, they've been asked to do that all year, and they're going to have to do it again this week. Absolutely. No question there. Here, let me ask you, Raymond, uh, who gets your game balls? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with Jeff Wilson Jr., 112 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. The guy comes in and just has a monster game, a monster game. Uh, had a monster game on the ground and also did some contributions in the air as well. But most of the damage he did was on the ground. So I'm going to give my game ball to Jeff Wilson Jr. 
And defensively, I'm going to give my game ball to Fred Warner, who uh, led the team in tackles, combined tackles, once again, all over the place. Also had an interception and a pass deflection. So just making his presence known wherever he could, Fred Warner does it all. And so game balls to Fred Warner and Jeff Wilson Jr. Where are your game balls going? So. My game balls, I agree defensively. It's undeniable. Fred Warner all day long. But, again, two weeks in a row, we've seen him. The Italian Stallion, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's here. The Italian Stallion, two weeks in a row, he puts together these games. He comes back from the criticism from uh, from week four, and he comes back, and he has shown that he is capable of playing at a high level. And as long as long as as long as he keeps getting healed, as long as he keeps getting better, I expect Jimmy to be playing at a full clip. And so, my game ball, since you gave yours to Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm going to give mine to Jimmy Garoppolo. Give it to the Italian Stallion. I'm proud of him. He did well. They both did well. Congratulations to everybody on those game balls. Absolutely. Now, Raymond, before we go, I just want to show our highlights that we posted our three favorite plays of the day. So here goes the first one. And this first clip is of Cam going against the defense and oh yikes. That's a that's a rough one. That's not a good day. And then then this other clip, this is actually a clip that most people didn't see. This is the one of actually Cam getting benched. As you see, I think that pink hat is doing him no favors. <laughs> and uh, into the coffin he goes. Last week, the 49ers came out of the coffin. And this week, Cam goes into the coffin. And then the final one, this is of Jimmy G's post-game press conference. He's uh, obviously he's doing the worm on top of a car. For anyone else, that'd be very dangerous. But I trust the Italian stallion. And uh, he look at him just celebrating. What a great day. This is how we all feel like breakdancing on top of a moving car. Children don't try that at home. Anyways, those are our highlights of the week. You can go see those again on Instagram at the Goldcast. And we'll be back later in the week to preview the upcoming matchup against the Seahawks. And as Raymond has already mentioned, our boy Johnny Dell. Is coming back on the show. Louis B wants to come back on the show. We got to find a time to work him in. Don't worry, Louis B. You are coming back on the show. He literally uh, was so blown away by the last two weeks by the 49ers. He asked me to come back onto the show. He's like, I want to talk to Goldcast Nation, Goldcast Empire, because I don't understand how you're doing this with a fourth string running back and half a wide receiver, is what he said. <laughs> One wide receiver. And I was like, all right, yeah, you could definitely come back on the show and talk about it. So uh, we have a big week coming up for you. So we'll be back later on. And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, this is the Goldcast.